without contact. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest issue ep- issue episode of the Without Context podcast. Um, I am Dagobaldi, as always, joined by Sharky Hat, uh, co-host. And look who we've got. We've got Dush back. Yeah, Charlie's me. back. Hello. We've got Tw- Charlie 20 back. Epi- like 20 or 15 episodes later. <laughs> it okay. might be a bit more than that, but you know, yeah. I'm here. It's okay. It's just, you know, we're all, we're all adults with adult jobs now. So it happens. It does. Whack. Don't ever write IEPs. They're terrible. <laughs> And uh, joining us alongside uh, Duck, this this episode is uh, Nightstar. Go ahead and say hi. Hello. Introduce yourself. Hi, it's it's me. I'm Nightstar. <laughs> <laughs> it's our friend. Or Lynn. Yeah, it's... Lynn is fine. Or Lynn's. Lynn. Lindsay. Whatever. Lynn. I answer Lynn to a lot Lynn. of things. <laughs> yes. One of the players in the Call of Nether Deep campaign. Yes, both of these yeah. both of these people are players in my Call of Another Deep game. Uh, we just wrapped up the last episode for this uh, for this year, uh, largely because I just foresee, even if we get maximum one ep- more episode out, it's going to be like pulling teeth for most of us because the holidays. Yeah, it's that time of um, year. It's that time of year, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not mad. Nobody's mad at anybody. It's we're all adults. We got things to do. Um, but the thing I wanted to bring these two uh, together for is because, uh, well, we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, uh, first, I wanted to talk uh, a little bit about Call of the Nether Deep. Um, as I mentioned, uh, the game is going to be on just a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, for the rest of this month and then for the month of December, um, you will see uh, the two episodes that I have currently recorded. At some point, I'm going to edit them. I'm on, I want to have one out at the beginning of December, and then I want to have one out towards the end of December, uh, still on Mondays. Um, but it's going to be like when we get there, you know? Um, just so we still have content, because like I said, we're probably going to be... Uh, skip in episodes here of the podcast itself. So I wanted to have something out in the meantime. Yeah. Uh, with always, all of that said, it's always yeah. like this, like each year, like on our D and D games, it's like, well, it's no, it's halfway through November. I'll see you guys in January. It's like, Pretty much. This, this, this is not, I don't, this is not unique to our tables. It is not unique to our podcast. This is yeah. just yep. about every American. And uh, I was talking to uh, Kevin today. You guys are going to see this episode on Friday. Uh, but because he and I are both going out to a friend's like post Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, where all the friends get together. Uh, we probably won't have a uh, Naruto episode up next weekend either because that's on Sunday. So we'll probably uh, in terms of the people who are here now, we'll probably be talking about that later. But just in case, you know, we probably won't have an episode up this week for the dummies and d20s channel yes these two are also on the dummies and d20s yeah there we sort of share the cast across the board (laughs) you know so sharky sharky and duck brought all their friends over and we're like let's just play different games together (laughs) it was mostly duck at this point well the first thing was getting the group together was going to kevin and being like do you know people that want to play dnd and him bringing Lindsay, Erica, um, Lindsay, Erica, and Mike in. And then I started the other game and I was like, hey, Duckett, do you want to play, bring more people to play D&D? And then Charlie came in and Echo came in. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, all right, we just slowly collecting the friends. <laughs> yeah. And then um, you took so, like half and mm-hmm. half and started yeah. your game. That sounds... That almost sounds like we divorced. We did not. <laughs> not um, the no. DMs are having an argument. It's like, it's my weekend with the kids. <laughs> it's my weekend with the kids. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, so we're going to start here with Duck, who's been on the podcast before. Uh, tell us about how long you've been playing uh, D&D. Uh, oh, Jesus. Uh, I've been playing D&D. I started when I was... I don't know, 12, 13 years old. So mm-hmm. we're going on like 18, 19 years now. 
I started pretty much with the release of 3.5 coming out. Uh, I think it was on D&D's 30th anniversary that I actually started playing. Um, my first character was an elven fighter. Uh, all he was adventuring for was to support his best friend, who was an elven paladin. And uh, since then, I've played many, 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 many characters. Uh, every race, every class, except for Artificer. Still haven't played Artificer. Look, we're not, no, not going to talk about it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> if you want to hear about DD uh, characters, watch episode one from a year ago. <laughs> where we talk about our favorite uh, DD characters with the full cast. <clears throat> Currently, I am playing Kai Emmerich. Uh, he is a human blood hunter uh, who was completely randomly generated. Everything for him yeah. from race to class to stats to what weapons he would have to what skills he would have to his backstory, all of it was rolled for. So it was very I much. I don't a... to Mighty for making the NPCs. <laughs> nah, it was oh, no, not that, was, that was Yunji. Yunji. There's Yunji. We still got a. We've had one in there. We've been waiting yeah. to see the rest. Um, but it's a, it was very much an exercise. And can I take a randomly generated character and be able to successfully RP them? Uh, but I'm gonna have to do that exercise again because it basically gave me a character I would play anyway. So <laughs> there you go. It's like we're not gonna try. It's almost like there you go. <laughs> It's almost like you're a talented role player or something and can just take what you're given. I appreciate that. <laughs> See more of Charlie's um, role playing. Watch the Dummies in D20s in Rudo campaign. True. Very different uh, character in there. Very different. We can talk about, we can, like, we don't have to just talk about Call of the Nether. We can talk about the Naruto game. Sure. It's an Since we're all in here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we've got Naruto are. Dummies in D20s, Naruto <laughs> game. I am playing uh, Takami Nara, um, clearly of the Nara clan. Uh, we're about halfway through that campaign. He is the party strategist. Um, he's been holding some secrets from the party that are slowly coming to light. And uh, there's, there's still more to be uncovered about him. There's still a lot that... Uh, People don't know what he can do in a fight, really, other than his Nara jutsus. And uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what choices he makes as we finish up that campaign. Yeah. And... So you're playing kind of the same character twice, is what you're telling me. Uh, no. <laughs> yes, no? but no. Uh, so <laughs> he, he is he is the intelligent one of the group. Uh-huh. Uh. However, he is much more of a supportive role than Kai is. Gotcha. Uh, Kai, Kai is much PS. more. Yeah, Kai is much more of a straight frontline combatant who is there to protect his friends on the front line and keep things from getting to them. Whereas mm -hmm. Takemi is there to make his allies more potent in combat and to sort of uh, let them deal with the big threats while he takes care of everything else. Gotcha. Yeah, sounds, sounds good. Time. Um, and then same question for uh, Linz. Lindsay. Uh, Lindsay. When I started? Yeah, <clears throat> when you started playing D&D &D and who you currently play and call the Nether Deep and all that good stuff. And, and I was uh, a late D&D &D bloober. Um, I had seen my friends playing in college, but I never got into it uh, at that point. And mm -hmm many years passed by and then in oh either october or november of 2018 a friend approached me and he was like we're going to start a new game and we were wondering if you'd be interested in joining us because um it's going to be very new to dnd friendly Mm -hmm. And so I thought about it for a little bit and it sounded like I looked over the, the books and it looked like fun. So I said, sure. Mm -hmm. And, um, Do you remember your so first character? First, oh yes. Very well. My first character was F. Nightshade. 
um, she was a a wood elf rogue assassin. And like um, very on brand. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I know what I'm about. Um, respect. I respect she, it. Continue. Uh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. She was um, a pretty much a loner until she found her party and then lots of stuff happened with them and it was it was a really fun time and I was hooked um not even a month after learning D&D I got pulled into learning how to play Pathfinder and then not even a month after that I had to learn how to play Starfinder so it was like boom boom <laughs> boom all these big new systems <clears throat> scaling difficulty uh, scaling difficulty scaling sure. difficulty and like by the end, I'm just like that meme of like the kid holding her forehead, crying, looking at the her homework. Like, yeah. I was like, like, there's so much. You're like, um, we're going back to fifth edition. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. just so I never fight I have, mutants and masterminds. Oh, like Jesus. legitimately, I have not touched Pathfinder or Starfinder since then. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, but in current campaigns, I play, well, in Call of Deep, I play um, Eve, or Genevieve is her full name. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, DeCorvo. Mm-hmm. She is the daughter of a famous adventurer. Um, half-orc bard, bard of valor, college of valor. Um, and she is... Not the brightest bulb in the box, but she has a she means well and um she's very charismatic. Um she pretty quickly treats her friends like her family. Um very easygoing character, uh <clears throat> as opposed to my Naruto character, Shion. Just the saddest bitch in the box, really. <laughs> uh, just probably the saddest character I have ever played. And that's saying something for me because I've played, I've rolled some tragic backstories, but Jesus. <laughs> um, A little bit I've seen and heard just, oh man. Oh boy. Yeah, she's she, she the dice were not kind to her and I rolled for her backstory and it was just tragedy after like, tragedy okay. after tragedy. Oh, what's this? It's another tragedy. More tragedy. What's the picture like, meme? The, the rat and the present. It's like it's like, oh no, get away. You only bring tragedy. And it's like, I got you a present. It's oh, not thank tragedy. you. It's tragedy. It's tragedy. God damn it. I was like uh, Takami and Kosugu were both just like, yeah, we both lost people that were dear to us. And then Shion was just like, just like that. that. Just, a, just like a cup of coffee, just like, that's, that's sweet. Hold, hold my beer. First time. Jesus. Also, if, First you're, time. Uh, if you're listening to the audio or watching the video of this and you think Lindsay sounds sick, it's because she is and we pulled her into this. I have been. I, I have been sick. Um, today is the first day I'm not coughing my head off, so. Which is the time, at least. Yeah. Yeah. She's still feeling it, Mr. Krabs. So, yes, I am very sniffly. <laughs> I am very much feeling it, Mr. Krabs. Um, I'm still sniffly and a little coffee, but not as bad. So, but anyway. So, so um, one of the reasons uh, I brought the both of you here is, A, it's easier to catch an hour of time when there's two people uh, being interviewed about their D&D game versus one. Um, but also, um, you two have, or your characters have, uh, engaged in a, uh, a, I would call it a slow burn at this point. As to get where it got as a uh, romantic unit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. When you're looking at, like, their to their full backstories, yeah, because like right behind the scenes, we kind of planned that like, well, I rolled that we that I had a friend, and I think so did Duck, and so mm. it's like, well, I mean, could just say that they had met up at some point in the past, and so they'd been traveling together for quite a while before they joined up with the rest of the group. 
it super worked out too because like in the way that some of the other players uh and their characters shaped out like it it worked out that you know there's you two who are like the core and then people built it kind of built around you guys as more uh disparate figures joined you i think that's <clears throat> saying it kindly which is interesting uh, because backstory wise it's much more that we came to the rest of the group yes <laughs> it just um, kind of can be true turned around mm -hmm. the, <clears throat> the benefits of collabing with other players the point of session zeros let's discuss yes. connections yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. connections so there's a lot of things you do in your session zero is you establish your boundaries you establish connections and you make a little roadmap yeah. Yeah. also since we're we're on the topic of romance in D D, uh-huh if it's going to be with another pc or even the dm just talk to him beforehand talk to him out of yes. session make sure everything's cool and on board yeah do not I try to romance the person across from you if they're not feeling it yeah, yeah. read the room definitely read the room you know, there's one thing i know about Lindsay is that she's a sucker for sad characters and romance <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Shit, bitch, me too. <laughs> What's the uh, thing uh, from the like, Discord last night? Like, all you have night? to do is, like, look at me and be like, hey, you want to... Yes, you son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> you son the, of a bitch, I'm in. Thing from the Discord, it's like, hey, new, hey, new character, it's a tiefling, and I'm just like, daring today, aren't you, Charlie? How <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> original. <laughs> but it's just like, oh. the session zero, when, or any kind oh, of pre-planning is when I talk to, like, Lindsay, and it's like, how sad do you want to make this character? <laughs> like when like, we uh, she's our last camp, our last campaign. I was like, so how sad is Gwen? <laughs> it's like oh. here's the backstory, and I'm like, damn, that's tragic. <laughs> like let's oh, let's yeah. build on this. In my heart, <laughs> poor Gwen. And that was another thing. I was like, okay, how Please. do you want me to play this character that's like central to her trauma? And it was just like. Nasty. Uh, you did just great. Creepy. Make, make him nasty. It's like make him a nasty human. <laughs> like, what, what was the yeah. quote? If you're making my skin crawl, you're doing it right. Yeah, that thing, exactly. That's, that's exactly what message. it was. Like, I think that's in our idea. It's just if my skin's crawling, you're doing it right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that is what we call uh, enthusiastic consent. Into that, we talked a little bit about this when we had uh, Sharky's <clears throat> actor friend, actress friend in. Um, yeah, about you know opting into these things, it's into these situations, um, and not just as the DM or as the player, just going f headlong into these things because you know, your players aren't into it all the time. You gotta talk to them about it. Yeah, it was. It's like we sure. that conversation with uh, Marissa about the like acting uh, career and all that, and like it. There's a lot of overlap in that Venn diagram of you know role playing and acting because you still have to set those kind of boundaries where you're like i'm not comfortable doing this scene or hey can we like change it up to you know make it a little more manageable or talking to uh, like a co-star about it especially when we're talking about how she was playing like a bit character in like a true crime series where like her actor mm -hmm. the people like she was acting opposed against were people playing like Dahmer or bundy or something so mm -hmm. it's like you had to get yeah. into those mindsets and i mean that stuff can carry over you know, if you're not careful, so sure. it's a no, it's a lot of like trust and communication. The, I think the character uh, plays very real. Yeah, and I think we've had enough years as like a group that we kind of have a vibe with each other. Uh, For sure, there's definitely a like comfort. We, we know our bound. We kind of have an idea of where the boundaries lie with everybody. So it's like if we do overstep it, it's like okay, that was kind of a rare thing. You know, we <clears throat> we now know it kind of thing. So dial it back a little bit. Yeah. Um, and and also, just to be clear, yes. sorry, Decca, just to be clear okay. on that, boundaries aren't like a hard line in the sand necessarily either. Those can shift and change and they you, will. Might get close, you might get closer to someone and they'd be open to more. They might, you know, you might hit a sensitive topic and then just want to fade to black immediately. Like it, it's something you really have to feel out. Yeah. I mean, that's another mm -hmm. thing. Just talk to everybody at the table, you know? There's there's a reason uh, when we end every session, I'm always like, hey, did you guys have fun? And it's not just me asking for people to pat me on the head because I did a good job. Um, <clears throat> that is part of it. Uh, but 
um, a lot of it is because I want to make sure that my table is, you know, we all had a good time. Uh, you know, things happen if something happened that, you know, we didn't like, but we didn't want to say anything in the moment. We can talk about it. Uh, all that good stuff. We take care of each other. I yeah. want, I want the, I want the group to kind of like at least start decompressing around me before we scatter. Yeah, and I think, uh, um, like going back to something that I brought up to you, it's like I think that was something that I needed to do a lot in our campaign when we ran it, uh, especially with how that last session went, and everybody was kind of like riding the high of it when I yeah. could have just been like, <laughs> time out. I'm going to assess this. We'll come back, you know, maybe not today, but maybe next week. I need to talk to other players who aren't here, you know, mm -hmm. like, but I think we were all just kind of riding the high of the situation. And then it was like for a few days. Afterwards, definitely... I was just like thinking about it. I'm like, man, I just like kind of stole like a big resolution from everybody. You know, it like was just definitely kind of... a sense of like, of like, wow, I can't believe we actually did that. And then yeah. it turned into, oh, no, we actually did that. Yeah, it was like there was that high for like the first day or so. And then it was like a few days in. I'm like, Jesus Christ, that was so anticlimactic. And like I'm kicking myself for not kind of reading the situation a little bit better. Because if that was mm -hmm. thing, it's like, I'm going to do this. I'll be like, all right, we're going to call it here. I'm going to think about this for the week. And how to proceed and give myself an mm -hmm. out, maybe like something like that. But it was like in that moment, I was like, oh, shit because it was like right after i was like fuck you know not everybody was here mm -hmm. this actually like kind of wraps up like a big th like thing so the other stuff can't happen now so i'm just like fuck man to, so to I go think, along so i kind of kicked myself a bit a, for that but something to learn from. as a dm as a dm those are moments too where you learn with experience and then you're like all right i can you know, say I need a bathroom break, say I got to make a phone call, call the session here and give yourself that that time to figure out mm. a contingency plan or how you're going to deal with this. Yeah, but also like I hate I have that mindset of like, man, I know there are DMs that are like, oh, the players thought of something creative. I'm not going to reward that. And like yeah. that, was the, that was what I was trying not to do. But at the same time, it kind of cost like a lot of stuff, like at the end of it, you know, so I was like, mm -hmm. Ah, shit. All right, let's try to do this better next time. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's all you can really do is try to do it better next time, right? Yeah. So, For what no. it's worth, I was as surprised as you were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, I didn't know the campaign was ending that day. <laughs> Not something you wake up and say unless it's like the last fight. Um, You guys will know when it's the last fight in our campaign. You will know. You will know because oh, you're know. at a table. Deck is being a module. It's like you will know because prior. It's like you're not. at a table with Deca, the last <laughs> bit of the book. It's like okay, this is it. But uh, that's just kind of huh. something that relates to the whole, you know, uh, kind of talking to the players at the end of it and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So, like that was something that I didn't do after that session. Is that we just kind of ended it and I just kind of went off and like went into my own head for a bit about it. Yeah. So, um, an adaptation I actually made because of that Sharky was uh this di the dinner party, which is the first uh session that's going to come out um in uh, December. Uh, I waited until we had everybody for that reason is because I wanted everyone to have at least one unique moment in that dinner party. Um, my players are here. Did you guys think I succeeded at that? So. Definitely had unique moments with like Soleil and Irv with mm -hmm. Sorn. Kai and Eve sort of did their thing. Mm -hmm. um, I expected Kai and Eve to do their thing. That's kind uh, of I their thing. The, <laughs> the big thing is like trying to pull Amada and Arte more into the spotlight. And that's hard mm -hmm. to do because like it also depends on player agency and like how much they're going to interact and everything. And mm -hmm. some players may not be as comfortable doing yeah. it. So, yeah. And that's, that's something I, I, I read a lot from, from those two particular players is that they're, they're just as comfortable being in their own devices, uh, whatever they're doing as, and not, maybe not as comfortable being in the spotlight. Um, arguably Arte is kind of comfortable because she was in the tournament. 
Mm. Um, Amada is, we're, well, you know, we, we talked about this when we had Amada on. Um, she's still working on it, right? So the first, I'm not going to be like... It's her first game. Yeah. So it's her yeah, first, game. first game. So. And I know she's told me out of game, too, that you guys have talked multiple times out of session with, like, mm-hmm. ways to incorporate more things and ways she can be more comfortable, so... Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it yeah. also just comes no. down to, I guess, like player, you know, the player mindset. Like I said, some people just don't mm-hmm. like being in the spotlight. And I get a read of that for a few of the people in our group that they're happy just kind of being there, you know, popping in every now and then when the situation calls. But there are people who are more comfortable like, hey, we're the big we're the big three. We're going to be the ones kind of leading everything. Mm-hmm. And everybody else kind of defers to them a bit. And I mean, I'm like mm-hmm. that, too. Like right now in the attack game. Uh, for the live stream that I play in, I'm just a cobalt fighter. And it's like, I don't really like lead the negotiations or the conversation. I'm happy just kind of being the small muscle the team pulls in when they need mm. it. So, and even with the Pathfinder game prior to that, it was the same thing. It's like, man, I'm not going to try to lead a conversation with an NPC because I'm not fully comfortable like role playing like all the time. Mm. So, that's also yeah, why it's like, totally valid. It's a weird like spot as a DM too when you have to like role play with your players, especially the players who were like, you know, keeping it going back and forth. And it's like, fuck, I don't do this much. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, so, so one of the things that we brought up, we brought up a model. One of the things we did uh, is that last little bit of the <clears throat> that was the dinner party session um, when she read the letter at the end was uh that that little bit was like something i i you know one of those things i tried to incorporate and um i don't want to put you on the spot like that tasha but all those dms after afterwards were like (laughs) chef's kiss (laughs) it's it's what i love to see as a dm is like that positive reinforcement of like oh this worked very well thank you so much that's what i like to to see yeah i mean with the exception of like when we go back to my game with the exception of Udeka, like it's Charlie and Lindsay and Kevin who are like usually leading, you know, the mm-hmm. team in conversations or like planning. And I mean, not to call people out, but you know, Echo and Erica, most of the time they kind of just hang out in the back until it's their There's spotlight. And then when it's time for them, you know, they'll deliver. But yes, most of the time they're, a lot they're of, not actively looking for it. Yeah. And I'm the same way in the Naruto game a lot of the time. Like I'll defer to, you know, other people to, you know, talk to NPCs and stuff like that. So it, what I did in your games in particular, Sharky, is I went. Uh, so I made Salvador, who was uh, definitely like steals the spotlight when he can. Uh, but I also made two, who is the very opposite of that. Yeah. I did that intentionally before I knew the games were going to merge. Yeah, because I didn't want you to spend a lot of time just <laughs> talking at your, to yourself between your two characters. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was that would have been terrible. That would have been fun for like the first couple times, but it would have been terrible. Yeah. One of uh, the things, too, that you have to like watch with that is the more games you play with the same people, people like instinctively start falling into those patterns, too, even if you're playing mm-hmm. vastly different types of characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, I know that, like, with Atticus and with Kai, people have started like deferring to them as, like, you know, de facto leaders of their groups and mm-hmm. like i'm like how do i keep ending up in this position i mean <laughs> this is not my intent <laughs> i mean i lampshaded it in the Ruto game it's like even talking to shion uh Kaminari was like i trust whatever takemi comes up with he's kind of the leader <laughs> so and but, like, but again, that's like that's not that's not a thing like for you like we're not thrusting you into that situation it's just like it's like we don't want that role in the team <laughs> So yeah. somebody has to take it. <laughs> it's also yeah, somebody has why, to be the person to talk to the merchant. It's also part of like having been a player for 18, 19 years. You yeah. just are automatically mm-hmm. more comfortable dealing with situations and people pick up on that. And I mean, we had a yeah. unconsciously. Yeah, we had a nice little triad in the uh, in my campaign with you two and Kevin kind of being like the big three like the talkers the three like kind of leading the team uh roles you know all mm-hmm. in your kind of your own ways at times but it was definitely like the three experienced players were the ones who were like I, kind of taking on the team role i made salvador objectively a bad leader and that was great <laughs> we had atticus who could be bright but he was very 
self-destructive at times. Uh-huh. Salvador, Salvador who at could, times. Salvador who could lead, but was just a pain in the ass doing it. Mm-hmm. And then Tulio like, who oh, had I I, then Tulio who had ideas at time but was also dumb as a rock. So yes. <laughs> and then you had, the you had the, the real leader of, like, of the team. Oh, yeah, I guess the real leader of the team was kind of Gwen, just kind of having a leash on all three of them. Like no, <laughs> tired wine mom in the back. <laughs> she was absolutely yep. tired team mom. <laughs> But. And it, it also goes into like the personalities of each player. It's like I've like if you talked to me fifteen years ago, I would not be any kind of like talkative in in a in any kind of tabletop game. Um, I would just sit there. Okay, let me roll my dice. Um, but over the time I've spent in you know for as much as we all shit on retail for as all the time I've had to spend yeah, forcibly talking voice. talking to people. Yes, Your you voice. can hear me code switch when I get stressed out. <laughs> yeah, it's like even me, uh, like I'm happy just being the guy who is thrown at an enemy. Like I like mm-hmm. the combat of D&D. It's the stuff that's between it. It's like I can do it every now and then if it's something that, you know, I'm engaging with. But a lot of the time, if it's like during a long campaign where it's like, oh, we're just talking to this NPC to, you know, fulfill this next step to get back to the main story. I'm like, somebody else can handle that. I'm just going to hit the guards that come in, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, and and I, I want to stress, I want to stress. There is no wrong way to play D and D. If that's your bag, do it. Like if that makes you happy, like make like beating someone with a club until their HP goes to zero, do it. There is one wrong live your, way live to play. Your tr- live your truth. There is one wrong play to play D and D and that's playing with the fucking second edition rules of taco. Uh, there's two wrong ways. There's also fourth edition, but yeah, yeah. fourth edition. What if D and D was just World of Warcraft? <laughs> it's, it's like, Listen, when it comes to fifth edition, there is no wrong way to uh, play play your. Unless character. you're an asshole, then there is a wrong way. And this this is another well, thing that you go over in session zero too, because there's like the what is it? The three pillars of like exploration, mm-hmm. role playing, combat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it's another thing. Talk to your players. Talk to your DM. Like, what is your style? Do you, are you more RP heavy? Do you like combat more? Like, do you want to skip, you know, the exploration and just say, oh yeah, you were on the road for, you know, two weeks and this one eventful thing happened, or do you want to go through day by day? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, like... I think that's one of the things I I liked about our game because I I wrote up the the session zero thing and it kind of read like a syllabus. But that's kind of what you got to do with the module. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like, like okay, this yeah. is this is what's gonna happen. This is what's gonna happen. Uh, are you guys okay with this? Is there anything I need to you know pull pull back on? Is there something I want you guys want me to emphasize? All that kind of stuff. It's like when and I, I still you, have those conversations with players. It was like when I sent you my outline for the next uh, Dummies and D twenty campaign. I was running. Yes. It's like I had it listed out. It's like this session will be exploration combat. This situation mm-hmm. will be social exploration. So it's like I can also plan myself around it like, OK, here's stuff that will add a variety to it mm-hmm. and also force me and to get better at I, doing some of these things. I remember I remembered looking at it and remember your plays that you're going to have in there. And I was like, good luck with that. Yeah. So I don't it's even like, know who you're going to have in there. No, it's just like he's looking at it. And he's like, so you're planning on these like locations to be this episode. And it's like, yeah, and it's like, good luck with that. And I'm like, OK, <laughs> listen. <laughs> The illusion of choice <laughs> exists in this game. <laughs> so, uh, I can railroad but, without uh, technically railroading. And so. look, that's that's one of the great things about being a DM and like running your own setting too. Is like, oh, your players are going to Huckleberry, and suddenly they're in, you know, Nosferog. Guess what? It's the same damn map either way. <laughs> just like, just switch <laughs> these town names. <laughs> so change the labels. That's that's great. Yeah, and uh, um, yeah, so it's just like trying to find something for everybody is always difficult. You know, I know there are people that like combat. I know the people that are like that like the social side. There's a collective of players that like the whole like exploration and wilderness like side of D and D that actually makes rangers useful. But you yeah. know, it's a very small rangers can be fun. Rangers <laughs> it, can be fun. Uh, Rangers can be fun if you make a great character. The yeah. Ranger class does okay. not make no. themselves. 
So your, your class is not Rangers, your character. And I I have said this since three or three five, but mostly five e came out. Rangers are fun when the DM works to incorporate them. Yeah, the DM has to know what features the ranger has and make sure they get a chance to use them. Otherwise, yeah. they're worthless. I, every other pers- class can generically like move into situations. Rangers are much more situationally focused. Yeah, I absolutely love uh, Arte, who is the ranger in our game, um, because uh, she has. She has things that help with her social situations. And that is, I did not expect that for a ranger, but I was like, all right, we're going to rock with that. You froze on my screen. <laughs> yeah, you're frozen. There, there, you go. Go. <laughs> there, you go. Oh, there you go. Hey, uh, did I come through, though? You came like, through. My yeah, voice. You just, yeah. you just froze. Yeah. Up. You just froze Perfect. On I don't I don't care if my video froze as long as my voice came through. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, it's, it's, it's like the Joe Cat joke of like, Ranger is like, just play a fighter with a bow, it's better. <laughs> like, yeah. um, I do like the the Fate Wonder Ranger that are uh we have with uh Erica's Arte. Yeah, it's a very interesting subclass. Um, I like the centaur memes but, yeah. that are coming out of it. <laughs> Jesus, the best oh, absolutely. What a, centaur, what a centaur spoon like this or like this. <laughs> Who was it? Oh, God, it was when we did the brief uh, play-by-post. Someone was like, I want to play a centaur, and I'm like, bro, you're in a castle. <laughs> like, yeah. There's, like, ladders and stuff. I'm like, I'm telling him, I was almost like, you can. What? I'm just saying you're going to be at a bit of a disadvantage. That's just <laughs> when you have to get creative as a player and you get like boots of spider climb and then you have to deal with a horse on the ceiling that's terrifying (laughs) i remember one of the the first i want to remember one of the first things i googled when we started uh the game and i knew where it was going i was like can horses swim (laughs) yes they can uh yes not well yeah Um, but i was like mostly just kind of walk on the riverbed (laughs) Yeah, we have a whole thing oh, with horses I, and like crossing like water here in Virginia. So I remember I remember the quote that I, I told in that session. You can look at it as like, Erica, I'm not going to punish you for playing what you wanted to play. Just swim, damn it. <laughs> this, this is a real horse swim. underwater situation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, um, the dear yeah. part, dear part uh, is she have like a whole dress like down her horseback or was it just like the it, personal it was legs? A, so it was a it was a jacket top, and then the the t- the tail went all the way to the to the horse the hindquarters. Excellent. <laughs> yes. So if any artists here want to want to get in on that, please. The I many need that conversations in my brain. of how do centaurs wear clothes? <laughs> yes. All right, buddy. You heard him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's um, another character. I really want to get Bitey into a game with us. Yes. Absolutely. Or conversely, hey, buddy, push play buddy game. to finish their world, it's their like, world dev, and yes. all volunteers players. It's like, buddy, come play D&D with us. And then we throw money at them, and it's like, also make our character portraits. <laughs> <laughs> buddy, come play you D&D. It's lucrative. <laughs> it's lucrative. <laughs> Bitey's the one paid player in our campaign. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, looping us back around how do you guys feel about your current situation in 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 the game i'm gonna need like a little more specifics there <laughs> about, about the call of the Nazib game where we ended where we ended last session where do you guys feel like we are or how do you guys feel like we're doing i believe i left you guys with a with a question uh not not the person but like the um a, a request if you will um, I didn't write this down in my notebook. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I, so I've gotten, so we ended. Yes. I've gotten a few messages from other players and be like, Hey, why is Kai being a dick? <laughs> <laughs> Which is absolutely fair because I have intentionally like, role-played Kai is slowly becoming more and more of a dick and slowly losing his grip on things as this campaign goes on. 
because he's trying desperately to hold this group together to keep his friends safe and just more and more bad shit keeps happening to them and he's just slowly mentally coming unraveled certified D moment certified D yeah. moment normally that's in the backstory though nope nope hey. I front load that shit <laughs> when... well, Lindsay feeling called out about that you can't have a fully fledged backstory at level one <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you can have a lot to go off of without it you being have completely concrete. Yeah, that's why that's why you do the what do you call it? The hero chronicle that we did. We yeah. all did together, that's, mostly together. Use vague details. That's what also, I, yeah, new mm -hmm. players that's what I don't, pretty much do for every. Yeah, new players don't bring your DM fucking three pages of a backstory when you're starting a new campaign. Or do I'm not your parent. I mean, like. <laughs> Unless they ask for that. Some DMs like it. Yeah, some DMs like it. I, it's like, yeah. don't bring Sharky that. Don't bring Sharky that, because I'll be don't like, bring Sharky that. I'll be like, what is this? A backstory for a character intending to survive this campaign? <laughs> it's almost like you uh, want to see their story through or something. I mean, that's always the most satisfying thing, which is also why, you know, I kind of took, I kind of beat myself up a little bit at the end of how ours ended. And I was like, shit, I was looking at the list of everybody and I'm like, God damn, like half the cast got like a resolution. Mm. So it was just kind of like, I was like, God damn, I just kind of beating myself up for like a week. That happens. But um, I'll make like, it, like I'll make said, it like, up in our D and our dummies and D20 stuff as I kind of piece together a new storyline from the remnants of the original. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. It's just an alternate timeline. It's fine. No, it's the same timeline. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this happen. <laughs> this motherfucker this is going to work. I was, I, like, this, take this. I was like, this motherfucker's been the enemy of these campaigns for seven years, and he's still not dead. This party's going to kill him. Like this group is going to get to this boss Are and kill up? him. <laughs> we still, we still have to do Operation Rescue Wist. Yeah, it's like there's and like there's a lot of like, I mean, unresolved stuff too that it's like you know we'll touch on it one day or something. So. Mm -hmm. There was always that failsafe that we never used that you and I talked about. There, there is. <laughs> You're right. There uh, is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, that's a thing. Oh yeah, that's a thing. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> Linz, how do you feel like our the uh, the calling of the deep game is going? I mean, I've really enjoyed seeing how we started as these characters and like how it's progressed um mm -hmm. watching how they've like handled the situations and either grown or not grown or retracted from them um i know eve is still as far as she goes she's just trying to figure out get her bearings um mm -hmm. so to speak because, uh, like, for so long, it was just, like, her and Kai doing their thing, and now he's mm -hmm. kind of, like, pulling away a little bit and acting weird and, and like, oh, well, I've got the rest of this group that I also care about and, you know, uh, uh, Soren, who's, like, her a brother to her at this point in her mind. And, mm -hmm. uh... So, you know, I can't wait to have Haley on uh, set on this for this episode. Her, <laughs> Continue, sorry. her very, her very, um, reluctant therapist, uh, Mace isn't helping <laughs> as much as she hoped, but you know, hey, you thought those thoughts, not me. <laughs> Seek help. <laughs> also, uh, Listen here. This is also, uh, is this your first, uh, like module campaign that you played in? Like one that's like by the book. Well, by uh, the book for Lindsay. Been a player in? Um, yeah. No. Mean, so you've you've, you've, you've you played other published ones. I've done Strahd, Curse oh. of Strahd. Um, of course you have. But I think everybody has. I mean, point. you know, everybody's done yeah. Curse of Strahd. But um, and then I ran a module myself. But you know, I kind of. I'm not one to go like completely by the book on yeah. anything that yeah. I run or like to participate in. So uh, Same. it's kind of nice to have that little bit of flexibility. 
Yeah, it's like if our campaigns seem like they're disjointed and lack of structure, it's because we're making this shit up as we can. <laughs> so, hey, <laughs> boy, howdy. It's like, uh, boy, look then... at all this lore I have. Would you love to use it someday? <laughs> That's me. It's just I... like, Dallas, are you writing more lore for your world? It's like, I can't stop. <laughs> like, some of this shit will never be covered, but. <laughs> I have a whole now, thing. Of, I have a whole thing about what's going on in this Russian region. We haven't even considered going to. <laughs> so. Oh my god. I'm still not considering it. It's, like, it's, not, not, even anybody. Anybody. it's not even on the. It's not even on like on the list of like my possible future things. So. It's just wear bears all the way down. Yeah, it's just like. <laughs> I think that was one of the. I think that's a quote from. Oh, no. uh, from Matt Coville, one of his videos is uh the lore is not the story, which is something that I'm also trying, which is also something that I'm trying to get better with. So I like doing like big lore drops, even though it might not actually like progress the story in a, in a meaningful way. Mm. And, uh, I, I've got I, a couple of those with, uh, with ex in, in, in Exandria as well. Uh, just little shout outs here and there, like to, yeah. to other things, like the shout out we had to Desariat. Um, the the phoenix the twilight phoenix um, the twilight phoenix yeah yeah so it's like it's good to have like those kind of things to like kind of reward players who have been around for a while or have like you know interacted in a way that would know that information but it's like i'm it's like need to be like all right you know what's the story of the campaign as opposed to what's the lore of this area you know like how do, how can they connect but how does it not like rely on it yeah so, I think um, one of the ways you incorporate that too is you throw out extra story seeds. You throw yeah. out extra hooks that your players might look at and just never touch. And you're like, huh, well, that's going to get worse now for somebody down the line. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so, I have done that. Like a boss that hasn't been game. dealt with in seven years. Yeah. I mean, that's like the <laughs> thing too. It's like I tried to go into trying to make like this big bombastic campaign that really only Kevin would know the full story too, because he played in the other two campaigns that it was built off of. So it's like when I throw out stuff, Kevin's like, oh, I get it, because he was there for like those ones. But it's Captain like in America. I understood that reference. Yeah, but it's also like oh man, <laughs> some of these are like related to the actual story. So nobody else would have context for these. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> we didn't need that crown. It's fine. Yeah. So it's just like. <laughs> While I it didn't get a, it got a resolution, but I get I don't think I got like the best resolution it could have. I'm using a lot of those lessons to structure like this next series of the mini campaigns for you know dummies and d20s to kind of build off of it and hopefully get like a better overall resolution to everything. So these are like parts of the finale, I suppose I will say. Even though it's like not going to be the same cast, it's going to be new people being thrown into the mix. Yeah, like that said, becomes a real fun thing. Yeah, that becomes a real fun thing when you can pull in like veteran players too into a group of whole new players. Yeah, and they're just like, oh yeah, there's this guy that you know we heard about because you know he fucked with these oozes at one point, and now uh, <laughs> yeah. they're taken after him. Yeah, Atticus opened a door, <laughs> opened a door in a sewer one day, and got punched. And now this group of oozes worship him as a god. So <laughs> you're welcome. And that is, <laughs> and that is Jeremy's campaign three character. <laughs> is the ooze in the shape? Is the ooze in the shape of Atticus? <laughs> oh my god! I don't know. Vaguely in the shape of a blue tiefling. Vaguely, completely unrelated. And that's the Attica, thing, uh, right. if you will. That's the thing that I'm excited about too, because we're going to have these recorded, you know, D and D games in my setting whenever I'm DMing on the channel, that are going to build off of everything that we've done. But we're also going to have our own, like, offline, you know, game that is a whole new section of the world, completely unrelated, with the exception of a character connection to this campaign that we have finished. So it's gonna be a nice little. Uh, it's like important. Kind of, it's gonna be a nice little reset while we also go through and get like a better conclusion in like the mini sode like campaigns that we're going to be doing. It, so. It's really important to uh, 
yes to have content out for people because that's how that's how you get your serotonin in when people are like that was that was a good session yeah. uh and get it out for people to see but it is equally important to have yes there are there are games we need to have just for us in that no one's ever going to see that you play bling blop the goblin and just <laughs> fart around for three hours a day every week i'm going to share that again on the twitter if nobody's seen that picture <laughs> just the dm explaining why imagination is fun and then me me realizing i have to do math for the next three hours as a goblin named blarbo <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you gotta have balance yes it's it's fun to show show off your your kind of showing off your acting chops but it's also important to do something remember it is a hobby to have fun yeah and i think it's gonna be like not to be so like to derail or as for like speaking to a dm it's like if you put out a number of episodes like we're saying 10 for dummies and d20s most of our campaigns are going to be 10 or 11 episodes so they'll be quick to finish. We can rotate out to a new DM and just kind of keep the variety going because we don't want to have like a three year yeah. running campaign on the channel where that's the only thing we're doing. You know, we want to have more systems. We want to experience new systems, which is why we kind of set up this channel to begin with. It's like, all right, uh, we're going to be playing Vampire for this series. We're going to be playing, you know, this system for this series so we can actually get a variety of systems in. But uh, oh, don't this... worry, we'll get to the Vampire at some point. But at the same I'll time, do, I'll do that one. At the same time, it's like, all right, we're going to do our D&D game with our group of seven or so that we have, you know, all the friends, all the homies hanging out. It's mm -hmm. our, you know, Far East setting where everybody gets to be there like most anime uh, <laughs> in ways. And it's a whole thing. It's like, all right, you know, we're kind of we're resetting it. We're not thinking about the first campaign. This is a whole new thing. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you know, whenever we finish that, you know, we have the third campaign, which is the Sand Pirate Treasure Hunters, which I think Sand everybody... Pirates! We have, like, two campaigns back-to-back -back that I think everybody's just really excited for because of the concept. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Alvin threw out, guys, sand boats, and we're like, Alvin, that's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> we just took Look. it and ran. Yeah, it was just like... <laughs> it was gonna be a it just started as a thing and we just ran with it before the next campaign even started. And I'm like, God damn it. I kind of want to run There's this gonna one. There's going to be a town out there that races. There's going to be a town out there that races sand boats. And I'm just waiting to see the too fast, too furious in the, in the sand. Yeah, that's, that's just pod racing. <laughs> yes. I'm waiting for somebody to hit the sand. Just like, I hate sand. It gets everywhere. <laughs> but... Yeah, so that's all that's all for us. It's like it's also helping me like flesh out this world a bit because, you know, mm -hmm. I plan to make spells. I plan to make items. I plan to throw out, you know, stuff onto the Internet, kind so, of like detailing know. it a bit. And I 2032, some... when nope. Sharky publishes a D&D <laughs> campaign setting. Yeah, 20, no, no, 2032, after years of running myself ragged, losing the rest of my hair. Here's the campaign <laughs> setting. <laughs> He's got one layer of long hair, and it's all it's all stringy and gray. Just, I just don't remember when I played braid. Fifth Edition for fun. It's not, despite how much lore I write, it's not going to be like the fucking Kickstarter ad I saw today, where it's like this is a campaign setting and a campaign. It's nine hundred pages, and I'm like, how thick is that? I'm not gonna back? buy that. <laughs> like, I I own that PDF. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like for yeah, I forget what it was for, but I'm like nine hundred. Can you just separate the campaign setting and the adventure like, nope. into two books? It's like, Not no, allowed. no, we're going to make this cinder block of a book that you can buy. <laughs> oh, God. I, like, I know. Uh, I wouldn't want to transport that. Like, as somebody who plays table D&D, &D, it's like, I wouldn't want to transport that. So. Nah, yeah, that's, that's when you have D&D &D at your place. But yeah, that's the thing. Like, I know we mm. talk about D&D &D a lot on this, but it's like, you know, there are other systems. So as a DM and a player, you should ask if you guys can play other systems. You know, like we've been playing D&D &D for four years now, I think, as this group. Maybe like going on four years or so. And it's just like we've played a different system like three times, like three sessions over that whole time. And it's like, man, I think it's kind of due for a different when we play, When we're done with Call of the Netherdeep, I am for sure running Vampire. I'll be excited because I want to play like, Vampire. I 
I will absolutely run Vampire, and if you guys want to be a part of it, there you go. Yeah, I mean, I'm come gonna on. finally sit down absolutely. one of these days. Come on, you're gonna you're gonna like come yeah, to there. me and say, "Well, I might be doing a a vampire game, like like I'm no, no, not no. gonna want to know that." This is the of my daughter's way. This isn't, and I might be. This is, I will be. This is a guarantee. It's just a matter of when. Yeah. So, at least for Dungeons and Twenties, we have a modified D and D system right now, which is mm-hmm. an overpower, which is pretty much like an amped up five E, because we're like level seven, and I'm like, why do I have a plus like nine proficiency? So, but also one of these days, you know, I'm gonna get through reading any of these like third party books I have that are like a two I- dice system. You know, like is that sword lesbian. Uh, no, this is lighthearted. It's an 80. Oh, okay. It's like an 80s breakfast club, but emotional magic. And oh, I love that. I'm about it. A whole different system. But then I also have, you know, Glitter Hearts, which is like the magical girl like setting. I do like Um, I have the Power Rangers book. I got, you know, Hunter the Reckoning, which could, you know, go hand in hand with Vampire. If the mm-hmm. rules are if the rules are, you know, very compatible with each other. I mean, I'm waiting for Werewolf. Honestly, I'm just waiting for the Werewolf book. I know it's coming out sometime. It's I'm not. It's coming out. The the Kickstarter succeeded. I'm just waiting for the book now. Uh, But then we have stuff. Then there are like other systems, you know, stuff like Genesis or the Aliens Mm -hmm. RPG. I would love to maybe play an Aliens game, which is just basically masterminds. Just no, it's (laughs) just Alien. It's just survival horror, the tabletop. survive as long as you can yeah it's like Mm -hmm. the goal is not escape the goal is to just try to survive (laughs) there's also like some more goofy ones like Morkboard where you're going to die it's just a matter of how yeah 11 days 11 days that's how long I expected Clang to last so I'm really surprised (laughs) that my kobold who wears a trash can (laughs) for plate armor has survived as long as he has (laughs) I love him I don't know him, but I love him. One of these days, also, that's one of the plans. We're going to be running an all kobold game. So, Oops, all kobolds. Yes. Oops, all kobolds. That just wait. screams chaos. Yeah, I can't wait until does. y'all meet Worm. <laughs> I'm so excited. But, so on, we have, uh, like, stuff in the on, pipeline. I mean, that's the thing. We just mm-hmm. love playing D&D together. We love playing tabletops together. Like, so as soon I mean, as we... Get the money for that community. We will, uh, <laughs> yes. yes, we've uh, stopped. Him from, yeah, we stopped Charlie from saying compound, <laughs> so we're now saying community. <laughs> Thank you. I'll say that's I appreciate a win. it. <laughs> uh, I think I had to edit that out. Uh, of the no, you find episode. <laughs> I think that was part of like a thirty. Oh, I think that was part of the thirty-minute segment I had to edit out of that video of us taking our break. <laughs> so. You find a good you find a good group. It's hard to like not want to play with them. Yeah, and I mean that's the thing. Like a lot of this was done just prior to the pandemic, and then I think about a year into both of our games because we were running two at a time uh, with one group and then the other group, which eventually merged into the super group. Uh, mm-hmm. That came like right at the start of the pandemic, basically. So you know. Mm-hmm. nobody could go anywhere nobody could do anything nobody wanted to go anywhere and do anything because of what was going on so it's just like how many D games can you think we can run this week we got decos all of them i know Lindsay's running one i know charlie's setting one up like, there's four dms in this call right now if we get another three we each just pick a day <laughs> i think also just out of the names that we all give ourselves like in my server i'm lord headass and then Decca is just Decca, and then you have Lindsay, who's just the madam in her Discord. <laughs> Madame. That's me. And I'm like, I mean, that's a title, I guess. <laughs> but it, uh, it it makes sense in that world. It does, because you're running. It's a modified uh, what Blades of the Dark, Blades in the Dark mm-hmm. as Five E. That's yeah. dope. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think we all just keep coming back to Five E because it's just it's a very simple system. It's not. It's, just, it's, it's not simple. It's the fact that we've all played it for so long at this point. We also can kind of do it in our sleep. It's easier to learn than. It's familiar. Hmm. It's familiar. It makes sense. Like logically, the things that you do in D- in Five yeah. E make sense. Like, um, it's not like just this crazy system. It can be tweaked and things like that. And yeah, hmm. I we played. Uh, 
speaking of my game, we it spurned off of um, a friend of ours, a friend of mine, um, wanted to try a new system, so he's going to try Blades in the Dark. And so we attempted it, and it didn't last very long. But I just, like, was head over heels for this world setting. And I just ate up everything I could about it. So I was like, well, that didn't work out. But I have an idea. And so for like an, a, a year and a half, I just... I just was a little goblin in the trash, putting you, things you hit, together, and you hit the um, books. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, and just world building and all this stuff, and so you know, mm. yeah, it's been fun. Speaking uh, of well, uh, speaking of like putting get... new settings to five E, how's Dark Sun coming, Charlie? <laughs> I'm trying to get even just my four players available on the same day between <laughs> holidays and people being sick and people needing hiatuses and. Yeah, it's there. I, I remember, have the information. <laughs> I remember that day. It's like here's our plan for D and D going into next year, and it's just all these things, including like expanding the Fandelver like beginner adventure to a full campaign. And Charlie's like, still no Dark Sun. <laughs> I joke to you. I'll do it myself. Yeah, Charlie pulls that on. It's like, all right, this is what you guys are doing all the next year. Fine, I'll do it myself. <laughs> Listen, I'm ready to play. I've got it. Charlie's, the, Charlie's well, the next one that has to deal with Al in his chaotic. Oh no! Look, he said he's yeah. trying to collect broken DMs. He is. <laughs> he is. He, <laughs> he, the the last episode of Dummies of D twenties. He, he broke, broke Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> like, <laughs> look, and eventually we're all going to be players in his Warhammer game, and then it's going to yeah. come back full circle. I know. Uh, <laughs> Alvin wants to embrace the full chaos, and it's like, hey, let's just play Warhammer tabletop. And he's like, it's I'm going to do it to all the DMs that I've broken with my shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> I love the group that we um, have, though. Like, even the players that... It's a good group. Even the players that weren't always there, like, they still had the energy and eagerness to, you know, be involved. People like, you know, uh, people like uh, Glitter. They played mm, with very yeah. briefly as Amaro the Tabaxi, but, I mean, when they played, they were, like, in. Like, they were committed to it, you know? Dab cat. Stabby tabby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we have a good group. I mean, I wish more people could play more often. I would love to, you know, get glitter and, you know, bangs player back in. You forgetting the real name, Jenny, Jenny, Jenny. Yeah. Don't talk to get pull to in for a game. Dress has been sitting in that server since day one. <laughs> <laughs> he just hangs out there and I love him. He'll like drop in like every six months, post something and then leave. <laughs> and, just dip. and I'm like, I love him though. Like, I love Jeros just hanging out. The, ch the Chad move of just like muting all notifications, dropping something and leaving. Yeah, joins all servers. That energy mutes, though. Joins server, mutes all notifications, doesn't elaborate further. <laughs> like, Oh my God. So, we got my friends. We got like half my friend. friends list of Charlie's League of Legends players. I have God. a coworker and her boyfriend in there that at some point I'm gonna have to pull into a game. Yeah, I'm slowly so, trying to convince Yunji to play instead of just the, creating NPCs. That's the long plan. We're gonna get these people so used to our energy that when they play D and D with us, they're not surprised. <laughs> Look. My coworker that's in our server, when we are at work, tells me to shut the fuck up at least once a day. <laughs> so she's already done with my shit. That's excellent. Amazing. She'll be fine. Well, I mean, that's the. I know this a session. This episode was supposed to be more about you know what was going on in Call of the Nether Deep with players, but I think we had a nice you know conversation about you know players and you know table communication and. You know, all of us are DMs in our own our own ways too. So it's like you know, lessons that can be learned uh, through stuff. So, and that's totally fine with me. I like mm -hmm. having this as the uh, DM roundtable three. <laughs> yeah, with two more DMs. Yeah, um, and fun. But it is we managed. We got an hour. Like then, yeah. this is why I got two people instead of one. Yeah, it's really it's much easier. Yeah. We've talked about it on it's episodes once. I was like, it's just really hard for me and Decca to carry a conversation with one person. <laughs> so well, I wasn't like waiting for the other person to start talking. Yeah. Like we touched on this episode, 
it's very easy when you have the people that are used to accidentally stepping into that role of carrying the conversations too. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah. on that note, we are going to uh, call this episode because we've got to an hour. Hell Ooh. yeah. yeah it's um, the day, we're recording yeah, this all the day before Thanksgiving, so I know other people probably just want to hang out and or need to relax go eat and, and stuff sleep. like that. I mean, I have the day off tomorrow, but I was at work all day today, so I, was like, I just want to kind of turn everything off right oh, now and just exist yes. in my chair for a little bit. <laughs> That is what I'm going to do as soon as we're done here. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm potentially going to stream more because I'm a glutton for punishment. Pokemon. Of course. Pokemon. But if you like if you like uh, what you see here, you are always welcome to hit the subscribe button. Uh, you can like the videos, share it with a friend, tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, if you like uh, the ideas that were brought along from the Naruto game, you can subscribe to Dummies and D20s. Um, or you can wait until the first Monday of December when I upload the latest episode for Call of the Nether Deep. Yeah. It's your choice. I'm not your parent. You can do both. We just give you, we just give you all content. <laughs> like, yeah. Two D and D campaigns, a podcast. No, just go content. away, rat. You carry D and D. Also, also bring gifts. Oh, it's a podcast. <laughs> oh, damn it. Um, but. Yeah, I think that's about all I have. Do you guys do you guys have anything that you want to plug since you're here? They both stream. Yeah, and their links will be you in both, the. You both are stream. They both, they, yeah. both kind, they both kind of stream, and their links will be in the uh, yes. description as always. As always, uh, now that I'm a little bit more knowledgeable what I'm doing, yes, <laughs> new viewers would be good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Look, well, I've streamed like 36 hours in the past week, so I'm on there. Just that watch. push that push for partner. Mm. I remember doing that that. push for affiliate. The push affiliate. For affiliate. affiliate. Yeah, the, part, the partner push is going to be a long slog. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it will be. But you got this. Uh, but yeah, we'll get there. This, and that's been the Without Context podcast. Uh, I've got these three lovely people with me. I've got Sharky, I've got Duck, and I've got Linz. Uh, and I'm Decca, of course. And we will see you next time. Yep. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Yo.